with Chapter 1, The Vision. Welcome to the Activated Team Series. Uh, My name is Nick Greenwood. I joined the refocusing team in March of 2015. I serve as refocusing's activated director as well as a missions mobilizer for our parent organization, Novo. I work hard to help God's people encounter their gospel calling and step out into a life of mission with Jesus. I love Jesus. I love his church. I also like all things Los Angeles Lakers. I'm a woodworker and I like old cars, especially Cadillacs. And I love my family. My wife, Emily, and I have three boys. And in 2016, we adopted a baby girl who maybe has more grit than her three older brothers combined. Well, I'm so blessed you're reading this and have decided to connect with others on this journey. My hope is that this experience blesses and empowers you to live full of faith and passion for our King. As a reminder, each chapter is designed to be read before the corresponding group meeting. We recommend you read the chapter a few days prior with your journals. We've included helpful notes and reflection questions in there for you. I hope you use your journal as a way to meet with the Lord each time, taking time to sit and be with him. He wants to deepen your intimacy with him. In this first session, I have two objectives for us. The first is to grow your desire for a vision of making the good news of Jesus intentionally unavoidable to the people God has given us compassion or love for. And the second, to be connected with other people who are committed to the same vision for themselves, making the good news of Jesus unavoidable. Allow me to tell you a bit about my story. I pastored for 10 years in different roles. In the last role, I had the blessing of leading our church through Refocusing's missional pathway process, which helped us clarify whom we were most compassionate for as a church and what impact we wanted to make in their lives. And we saw God do incredible things in the lives of people in our church and in the community. Our church adopted a middle school, and now today the church has been invited to several other schools in the district. Parents, teachers, kids, and and administrators are being blessed regularly, repeatedly, personally, generously and unconditionally, as my teammate Kurt Curlin says. With that experience, I was motivated to help as many people as possible discover whom they're most compassionate for and mobilize them to make new disciples of Jesus. This is why I joined Novo's refocusing team as a support-dependent missionary to the church. Will you come to this activated team a little bit clearer about whom you're most compassionate for? Our compassion for certain kinds of people emerges from our unique stories, generally arising from either our pain and struggles or our joys and and pleasant experiences. In the former case, we find we have empathy because of our own wounds or the observation of others and their wounding or heartaches. Or we have had pleasant experiences and joys we want others to have as, as well, and that motivates us. For me, As a college kid playing in rock bands, I woke up one day with a new awareness and an idea. I was noticing how too few musicians I knew had ever been discipled, and their art and lives reflected this. Well, God had given me the joy of having a musician mentor for several years. He was a worship leader for our large youth ministry, and he had invited me to come under his wing and be mentored. So in my heart lived compassion toward young musicians who needed to meet Jesus and be discipled like I had been. 
Simultaneously, I had musician friends who, on different levels, walked away from the faith they had previously professed. Now, this broke my heart. The pain from this experience led to my choosing a major in college that would equip me to respond to this need. In turn, I wrote a senior thesis that detailed a ministry approach to address it. Finally, in 2009, I implemented this approach by starting a ministry called RIFO for touring musicians. RIFO's vision was to make the good news of Jesus' love unavoidable amongst the touring musician community. I had spent some time on tour and noticed that there were Christians that would serve bands as they came through their city on tour, providing them with food and lodging and friendship. I'm sort of a people organizer by gifting, so when I got off tour, I began to organize a network of Christian host homes that could work together to serve bands on tour. We built and launched a website where bands could book stays with Christian families around the country, see pictures and amenities of the home, and communicate with the family. This was back before Airbnb when uh, couch surfing was first the rage. Very quickly, musicians began to tell one another, and before long, we had several thousand musicians in the first few years. We had tapped a need in a particular people group. We soon began to realize the other needs musicians had on tour. We asked ourselves, where are all the places touring musicians generally go? Our thought was, how could we make the gospel unavoidable no matter where the average touring musician went? I don't mean street corner preaching at them, but presencing Jesus wherever they were, bringing his good news in word and deed. We had built a host home network covering some of their needs like beds, meals, and laundry. But we also realized that touring musicians found themselves in vans and buses all the time and in venues almost every night. So we began to work toward launching programs that would invite and train Christians to serve as roadies, van or bus drivers, uh, merch people, touring managers, venue chaplains, showing up at the venues in their cities to help bands load in their gear and play liaison to the band's needs in that city. As I was leading RIFO, I was simultaneously pastoring in a church as well, and I began to notice how other people had unique compassion for certain kinds of people. People in my church were passionate about post-abortive women, people in their neighborhood, family members, and military veterans. I began to be curious about how to help these people not just people who had a heart for musicians. I wanted to help my church people make new disciples amongst the people they were most compassionate toward. As you read this, you may have a RIFO-like vision living in you, something with national or maybe even international reach. Or maybe God has simply made you compassionate for members of your immediate family, one or two people who are on your heart who aren't following Christ. I hope this Activated Team series and the greater Activated community are places you find great encouragement, help in the how of making new disciples and building ministries to reach whole networks of people, and ever-deepening motivation to make new disciples. This is about the why, the gospel in us, which we'll talk more about. An Incubator for Disciple Makers I once got to visit a startup accelerator which is where entrepreneurs are invited to be connected with other entrepreneurs who have their own business or product ideas. In the accelerator, they're given guides and coaches to come alongside them to help them in the development of their business or product. 
Then they launch into business with a greater chance of succeeding at making money and securing investors. I think it's helpful to think of Activated like this, though not as a startup accelerator. We call it an incubator for disciple makers. We want to help you be successful at taking steps forward to launch your product or service, which is essentially experiencing Jesus in you and through you, making new disciples of Jesus. Your product is Jesus in you and Jesus through you in such a way that makes new disciples. Sometimes that means we need help with staying focused on him, seeing him through the fog, developing out a vision he's given us, building ministry structures, leveraging strategies, or receiving help in the motivation. We need reminders on why we do this, how we can continue to want to. So here's our team's vision. Christ glorified in whole neighborhoods and networks of new disciples. Well, you already know that you are the answer to seeing this vision become reality. So we want to help you make the good news of Jesus unavoidable amongst the people you are most compassionate for. Let's unpack this vision a bit. You might hear this vision is generic. Sometimes church mission or vision statements feel generic. The truth is that's because they are. We all have the same one. We just articulate it differently and emphasize different words. So every word in our vision statement is picked intentionally. At the end of the day, God is about his glory being made known. It's the meta narrative over the top of everything. And as it relates to humanity, he's working to make his glory known through the redemption of people, new disciples getting made, the human redemptive priority. Through the Great Commission, we're all invited to participate in this big story. I'm super grateful that we get to be in the game. God has said, I want you to be a part of my story. I want to use you and I want you to experience the joy of being used along the way. So in terms of our vision, we want to see new people come to faith in Jesus, not just be satisfied with those who already have faith continuing in their walk. We believe that we are all called to participate in making new disciples with the emphasis on new. Jesus wants to use us, whether it's with people in our neighborhood, school or workplace or across the ocean. All of this happens through the good news of Jesus, the gospel in word, deed and power as Jesus did. The gospel is the power. It's what we want to make unavoidable. It's the way new disciples get made. So, whom has God given you compassion for? As that becomes clearer, you can begin to think about how you can presence Jesus with those people so that his love becomes obvious and the gospel begins to call them to repentance. Lastly, the vision reads, whole neighborhoods and networks, invading whole spaces and places, whether it's a large neighborhood or a small street or a large dispersed network or a network of three other people you play golf with? How do you presence Jesus? How do you make him unavoidable in that place amongst those people? So dream with me for a minute. What if the whole group of people you were compassionate for came to faith? What if those people began to make disciples themselves? Wouldn't that be incredible? We're dreaming of whole spaces and places being saturated with the gospel because of you. 
Would you love to see a movement of the gospel take place amongst the people you have a heart for? I know I do. My mind runs constantly with how I might lovingly meet them in their needs so that Jesus is made known. Every one of our activated team series sessions has a desired outcome. Again, today's objectives were to grow your desire for a vision of making the good news of Jesus intentionally unavoidable to the people God has given you compassion or love for. And when you meet in your activated team next, the second objective is to be connected with others who are committed to the same vision for themselves. Whether it's whole groups of people you want to reach with the gospel, or you simply have one person in mind, we want to help you make new disciples of Jesus. We're here for you as guides and coaches, and we want to help you with the how. We'll also work to create ways for you to connect with others in the activated community from around the world, some of whom have similar compassions as you, who want to make new disciples of Jesus amongst those people. There are partnerships and encouragement to be had. I'm excited about you. I'm excited that you're joining an activated team, sharing with your group whom you have a unique compassion for, and connecting in relationship with your activated team. Not only are you going to receive from those in your group, but you'll be an amazing blessing to them as well. Impact Statement So in preparation, here's what you need to do next. By now, you've received a template for writing an impact statement that sounded like this. Who will verbs what or impact so that new disciples of Jesus are made? Whom are you most compassionate for? Hopefully, by now you have a better sense of who these people are. The second is the verbs. These are the action words you used. For example, if my who is touring musicians, it would read, Touring musicians will know or feel or gain something. You fill in the blank. Also, those verbs are tied to various impacts. You might have one verb and one impact, or you might have multiple verbs with multiple impacts. For example, touring musicians will experience the hospitality of God's family, know that they're loved and created by Him, and realize that they are designed to create music for him. These impact elements are what you want them to experience because you brought the gospel to their lives. But once you're relatively clear on your impact statement, I want to ask you, is making new disciples of Jesus represented somehow in your impact statement? Often, the idea of making new disciples is left implicit, but my strong encouragement is to work to make it explicit. My challenge would be to attach a so that at the end of your statement, so that new disciples of Jesus are made. If you choose not to do this, I would argue that it's going to get lost. I've seen many people in many ministries who aren't explicit about reaching the lost never get around to doing so. Their work stops at the blessing they offer, but does not move on to sharing about Jesus. Your impact statement expresses the vision you want to see realized through you. It's designed to help you hold to your vision for making new disciples. So if making new disciples is not explicit, please wrestle with that a bit. Please use your activated journal to revise your impact statement as needed. If for some reason you don't have an impact statement, the questions for entry one in your journal will give you a chance to try writing one. Please 
Resist forcing a statement. It's important to let the Lord highlight those you're most compassionate for and the kinds of impact he wants to see made in their lives through you. Then bring your draft, rough or not, ready to share with your activated team. Don't forget, use your journal after you read each chapter. This will be a helpful catalyst in spending time with Jesus, hearing his heart for you and reflecting on the ideas you'll be talking about with your activated team. Then bring your journal with you each time to the activated team meeting. Well, may your experience with the activated community in this activated team series be used by God for his purposes in and through you so that he would be incredibly glorified and that lots and lots of people would come to faith in Jesus because of you.